You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number one. Over the years, I've come to find that there are 101 different ways to live out our life. However, the focus on this show is to live in a way that releases God's best for your life. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life with your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Welcome to the show. I'd like to invite you to become part of Blessed Nation. So you might be thinking, all right, what's Blessed Nation? Blessed Nation is what I lovingly refer to as our community here at Your Blessed Life. This is a community of like-minded people who are all interested in pursuing God's best for their life. Is that you? Are you interested in living a life that is, that's promised to be rich, promised to be satisfying? Are you ready to live your life to the fullest, a more abundant life, a life where you don't just survive, but you, you thrive? Listen, if you're open to the possibility of something bigger, something greater in your life, this is for you. Stop by our website yourblesslife.com. That's yourblesslife.com. And join us for regular insights and teachings and resources that I know will bless your life. So join Bless Nation today. Hey there, my name is Jay Marsh, and I am excited to be here with you. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. And this is our first episode. And in today's show, I want to share with you really so you can get a better feel of, of what Your Blessed Life is all about as well as share with you why and how the show came about. And finally, in this episode, I want to share a story with you that is really the basis of the show's format. And at the same time, it'll, it'll help you get to know me a little bit better. So the idea behind the show is really to, to help you live a life that's full and satisfying. And one of my favorites is John 10.10. And I love how this verse, it, it sets the stage for the role that Christ plays in our life. So Jesus is, he's the one talking in this verse, and he's saying, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. That's what I'm talking about. When I say a rich, a full, a satisfying life, that's what I'm talking about. A life where your deepest longings are met and your cup runs over with God's glorious grace and blessing. Over the years, I've come to find that there are 101 different ways to live out our life. And the focus of this show is what I said earlier. It's to learn to live in a way that releases God's best for our life, for yours and for mine. You know, God's best has been manifested through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus has become the doorway to all the promises that God has for his children. I think that's pretty cool. And is it, as it relates to the flow of the show, we're really going to have two formats. We'll have some variation within those formats, but the first type of format, it'll be teaching. Some of the teaching will be done by me and some will be done by guests that come on to the show. And then the second type of format will be a story or a testimony. And for these shows, we'll bring on guests and some of them will be names. And I was going to say faces, you won't see their faces, but there'll be names that you know, people that you've heard of, maybe even people that you've listened to before. There'll be some of today's top Christian leaders. 
And then we'll have other guests for that same format. And these will be folks that you may not necessarily know their name. Or if you were to see them in a crowd, you maybe not would necessarily recognize their face. But they're Christian leaders all the same. And it's their stories and their testimonies that will move and inspire you to new heights. So please join us each week for inspiration, for teaching that will encourage you in your faith, that will renew your hope, and will release the promises of God and help you to thrive in all areas of your life. As it relates to how and why the show came into existence, well, really this is a two-part answer. The initial reason for me to have such a show is I really wanted to create an environment where I could surround myself with Christian leaders who were living, who were living life fully and effectively for people that were making a difference in their own lives and, and that were really making a godly impact, not only in their own life, but in the lives of people around them. You know, if you look at the book of Proverbs, King Solomon talks about how iron sharpens iron. I'm sure you've heard that one before. That's probably another one of my favorites, but I want the community here at Your Blessed Life to not only come here to receive, but to be able to give encouragement and inspiration as well. So we're challenged as part of the community to walk with God in a way that blesses our life and takes our, takes our life really to that next level, as well as those people that we influence in our own life. So the, the second part of the show is, and it's really how and why the show came into existence, it really has to do with a story that took place in my own life. And before I get into that story, I want to spend just a, a minute or two with you so, so you can get to know me just a little bit better. So I've been here in, in Texas all my life. And I grew up in a smaller town in Del Rio, Texas. I, I spent all of my adult life, though, here in San Antonio. And my wife, Dana, which I affectionately refer to as Lovey, she and I have We've got two little boys, Jay Wesley and Brady, and these two guys, man, they keep us super busy between their different activities from scouts and basketball and drums and gymnastics and anything else that we can put them in to burn off some energy. But we're blessed to have these two little guys in our life. Dana, she teaches at a local Christian school, and I spend my time here at Your Blessed Life, as well as on some of my entrepreneurial interests. In the Marsh House, life would seem to be picture perfect. But I want to tell you something, and I, I really want to share something with you, that life happens each and every day. And I've come to learn that it's the way that we respond to life that sets us apart and that keeps us grounded, keeps us grounded in our faith, keeps us counting on that hope for tomorrow, and it keeps us clinging to those promises of God. And that little, that little piece there really sets the stage for a story. And that was a story I was wanting to share with you. It's about a time in my life when things weren't going oh so well and things in the Marsh household weren't so great. And, and really to be true to the show's format of faith and hope and promise, I want to share with you a time in my life where my faith was stretched and my relationship with God, it was challenged. And frankly, my life was turned, it was upside down. And at the core of this season in my life, I can't help but to reflect to a story that the Apostle Paul shares with us in the book of Philippians. 
And in this particular story, he shares a secret. In fact, he uses that exact word, a secret. And it truly is a secret of success in all that we do. Let's look at it just real quick, and then I'll I'll come back to the story. So Paul is sharing how he knows firsthand what it's like to be in need. I've got my hand up in there like y'all can see me, but any of you listening know what it's like to be in need? I know I do. So Paul tells us that he knows too. He knows what it's like to have plenty. And he goes on to say in either situation, whether it be in want or in plenty, that he has learned the secret of being content in any and in every situation. You know, for me, when I'm reading that, I'm like, well, our brother, show me the secret. Tell me the secret. I want to know. And I can just imagine that Paul, as he's sharing the secret, I don't suspect he was whispering it, but I imagine it was it was more of a, a pronouncement from him, a declaration, like this bold statement, a statement of truth when he said this. And here's the secret. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I just want to get my mouth right next to the mic when I say that, because that's so powerful. And his secret's out. And it gets even better because it's available to you and to me. Doesn't that make you want to say hallelujah? It does. Hallelujah. It's exciting because we have that available to us. All right. So let me take you back here. I want to take you back to a time in my life when I was going through one of those, those times of need, a time of want. And it was a time where my faith was stretched and it was even challenged. And I want to set the stage here so you know precisely what was going on at this time in my life, because I have a feeling it'll be relevant to some degree in your life. And that's what I want to accomplish today. So let me start off by saying at this time in my life, life was good, man. I was happy. I was healthy. And you know what? I was even wealthy. Praise God. I was blessed, blessed, blessed. I had a beautiful wife, loving wife. We had our first child, Jay Wesley. My real estate business was booming. I had these three commercial developments that were in full swing and I was sitting pretty. You know, I want you to know that when this happened some seven years ago, I was already a a card carrying member of the body of Christ. In fact, I'd say I had a really good relationship with the Lord. But what I didn't know is that my relationship with him was about to get really tested, really tested, stretched. You see, leading up to this time, I had spent the previous 20 years growing my real estate investment and development business. And and really, it goes all the way back to my childhood because as far back as I can remember, I was an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, I was well aware of the ups and the downs in business. But I have to tell you that I was not prepared, not even close, for the devastation. Yeah, I know that's a fancy word, but it was devastation. I wasn't prepared for it and what it was about to do to my my business, and let alone my business, my life. Let me get back to the story. And this is the condensed version to keep us on point and to keep us timely for today's show. But rest assured, I will give you the full breadth of the story here. It was toward the end of 2008, and if you'll recall that time, it was one of the, the worst times financially in our country. You know, it was the Great Recession is what it was titled, In fact, it was one of the worst times to hit many parts of the whole world. I want to take you back in a time to a conversation that I was having with my mom. So I'm standing with my mom in in her garage of all places, and I'm just standing there and I'm beginning to give her kind of the lowdown, the latest update of of what's happening in my real estate development business. And, 
it wasn't really good news. At that point, buildings weren't selling. The economy, like I said, it was already tanking. The banks, for me, they had, they had all but shut down my funding. They were using any excuse they could not to fund my draws. Construction had come to a stop. So I had these three developments that were, it's true, they were in foreclosure. And it was ugly. And it was scary. Because at this point, I was out of money. I was out of time. And I say time, out of time with the banks. And frankly, I, I felt like I was out of hope. Because this just did not happen overnight. It, you know, it, months it had led into this, and uh, I'd spent everything I had trying to salvage these things, and it wasn't working out. So I'm standing here in the garage. I'm talking to my mom, and I, I really began to get really emotional as I told my mom the the seriousness of the situation, and I, I found myself getting kind of scared and kind of panicky. You know, where that fear and that panic begin to, to kind of sink in. And I began to really breed on this panic and this scariness, and it started growing in me. And it, it turned into to a sort of a, a rage and an anger. And I went from a kind of a an expressive sort of yeah, crying, really, as I'm telling my mom the story and I'm getting myself all wound up to this deep, loud, lonely sobbing I, is really the only way I can describe it. It was a sobbing. And so I'm standing there and I'm telling my mom how I'm about to lose everything. How I'm about to lose everything that I had worked so hard for over the last 20 years. And then I began to ask her as tears were flowing down my face. And I'm still crying. I'm sobbing, really. And I said, Mom, how could God allow this to happen? I said, not only is, is, is he allowing this to happen to me, but to my wife, to our new baby to all the people that were part of my team, all these people that were counting on me. You know, at that moment, I was so angry. I was angry at God. And I, I thought to myself, you know, God, you know how hard I've been working. You know how long I've been working. And I, I really felt like, and to top it off, you know the devastation that's about to rain down on my life. And how could you allow it to happen to me? I'm one of yours. How could you allow this to happen to me? And then I got a glimpse into what I imagined my soon-to-be future would be, a glimpse of how bad it was about to get. And I realized that not only was I about to lose all these properties and the fact that I'd have no money, which didn't really matter. I didn't have any at that point either, but I'd have no business. I'd probably lose all my credibility in my, my industry, but I'd be millions of dollars in debt. And then I thought, if that wasn't bad enough, I knew that to follow all that would be countless lawsuits. There'd be lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. And so at this point in the conversation with my mom, you know, we're, 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 we're both crying now, right? So she looked probably to be as scared as I was. And why not? I mean, I'm speaking all this fear and doubt and uncertainty and, and anger into her ears. And, you know, these are powerful words. My, you know, my mom took a step closer to me and she reached out, she grabbed my hand and she looked into my eyes and now she's got these tears streaming down her face too. And she said, son, don't be angry at God, please don't be angry at God. He loves you and he has a plan for you. Don't give up on him. She said, please, please don't lose your faith in him. Don't turn away from him. You know, I believe the thing that I said next 
was really the only thing that had any real value of all the things I had been spouting off to her previously. So I'm still standing there. I'm still crying. I'm still scared. I'm still very hurt and mad. But I said, Mom, and I remember this so well, and I meant it. And I mean it as I'm saying it again right now. I said, Mom, I could never turn away from God. He's all I got. And you know, at the moment, that's what I felt. I felt like that's all I had. The last thing I was going to do was give up on the only thing I felt like I had. And so it begins. The place in life where you allow God to do a mighty work in you. And for me, it was as if God was emptying me out so he could then fill me up. But he wanted to fill me up with his presence. When I look back in my life, I can clearly and vividly see this intersection of where my past and my present and my future, they were all coming together, causing kind of this wreck, an explosion or something in my life. An explosion like I had never experienced before, not to this degree. And it's this story that has become the foundation for the rest of the journey of my life. I don't know where you are in the journey of your life. And I don't know what kind of challenges that you're facing. I would presume you are facing some type of a challenge because that happens in life, right? For me, at this time in my life, in that story, it was a financial challenge. For you, it may be something different. It could be health-related. I pray it's not. It could be a problem in your marriage. It could be a, a loss of a job or, God forbid, even a loss of a loved one. I don't wish, and I'm not speaking any of those into your life, but I know that life happens. So my point is here, whether it's big or small or whatever it is that you're, that's going on in your life, whatever time of need, whatever time of want that we might have, I'm going to take you back here. Remember the secret that uh, the Apostle Paul said. You remember what he said? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Man, I can hang my hat on that one. This, my friends, is the basis of your blessed life, where faith, hope, and the promises of God, they come together in a way that releases God's absolute best for your life. And you know, when I, when I look back to that time when I first realized that I wanted to start a show, I'm actually a little embarrassed to tell you, but it's taken me a while to get the show going. Life has, has kept me busy, right? But the truth of the matter is it's been a great learning experience along the way. And it's really prepared me to get the show live. And the process of getting here has been several years. And during the, the four and a half years that I served as an executive pastor for a small church here in San Antonio, I came to this understanding. I came to this realization that God was calling me to share my own voice. God was calling me to do a work through me. And early on, I, I didn't know what that platform or what that was going to look like. I do remember that the senior pastor of that church was always encouraging me to start a blog or to create some type of an outlet that would allow me to share my voice in my own way. But looking back, I didn't know if God was, if he was calling me to start my own church or to start my own Christian coaching practice or a radio show or a podcast or, or some combination thereof. So here we are, right? But I knew this, I knew that beyond a shadow of a doubt that God was calling me to share with people the fullness that can be found in every area of our life when we put him first, when we pursue a life in Christ. And I'm talking about our spiritual walk, our family, 
our relationships, our business, our finances, our health, all different areas of our life. You know, over the last few years, I've had the awesome privilege of providing coaching to help individuals and and couples alike. And it's this show that is that next step in continuing that journey. And that's a journey of helping people like you live a fuller, a richer, a more abundant life. And that's me too. I am excited and grateful that during our time together on this show, that I get to be your, your guide, your host, maybe even teach you a few things to act as a coach as we move down this path of your blessed life. And Blessed Nation, I want to ask you, if you've enjoyed this show, if it's blessed you in some way, I want to ask you to do me a favor. Would you leave us a review? If you listen to this show on iTunes, it's easy. Just go into the iTunes store, click on that search icon, and type in Your Blessed Life. And then you'll see our cover art there. Click on it. And then click the ratings and review. And then just write your review. From there, just tap the number of stars to rate one through five and write your review. You're done. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to rate and review the show. And Bless Nation, I want to thank you for tuning into the show today. I look so forward to sharing this next episode with you. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. I want to make sure that you're positioned for that next episode that we have and subscribe today. And speaking of that next episode, this is where I'm going to dive into the rest of the story. It's really the story of hope and promise. And I really look forward to sharing it with you. Until then, remember that God loves you and he wants to bless you.